Have you ever found yourself watching a movie or a TV show and you just, you're just not sure if you're watching a sequel or remake or reboot and you're just like, what the hell are you? Hey fam, welcome to a new episode of Stay Watching. As always, I'm your host, Larry. This week on the podcast, I wanted to talk about one of my favorite things in entertainment right now, and that would be the the requel. We'll, we'll call it that. Um, I'll get into a little bit about my definition of what this is, because it, it might differ a little from what I've seen the Wiktionary definition of this word being, but it's something that I've been thinking a lot about over the course of the last few months, and honestly, probably probably the last few years as I've been spending an awful lot of time watching a lot of movies, um, ingesting a lot of TV, and, and playing, you know, more video games than I had in a while, and so you know, I really just wanted to take this episode and, and kind of talk about why I kind of dig this concept, why I kind of dig this approach to entertainment. So hold on, I will be right back. So when I when I went to do a little bit of research on this episode and and again I, I've talked about this before like I don't like to write out these long involved scripts or anything like that when I'm recording these podcasts because I think it makes it a little bit harder to get across what I'm really feeling and what I want to say um, but I but I always do research I always want to hear what people think about the topic that I'm going to be speaking about that week or see kind of what exists about it, um, you know, kind of from the outset. And so when when I was thinking about this episode on really wanting to talk about the requel and why I like it so much, I, I had to see if it had been kind of designed in a place already or defined in a place already. and. Where I, I kind of found a definition of it was, you know, the Wiktionary. So basically it's the Wikipedia dictionary. Um, and here it was defined as a movie which revisits the subject matter of an earlier film, but is not a remake or a linear continuation of its plot, i.e. a sequel or a prequel. Um, and, and I thought that definition, you know, while it, while it makes sense, like it, it, it's not direct enough and I guess my thing would be why don't you kind of say it's like the synthesis of a remake a reboot a sequel or prequel like it, it it's kind of an amalgamation of all of those things and you know really the the place where they're kind of citing it first being used was in a review of the film Ghost Rider 2 and you know, the, the idea was that Ghost Rider 2 was, was very different from Ghost Rider, despite really focusing on the same character and having 
you know, you know, the same actor involved. And the sentence or, or, or the, the area where it was used was is in this description. We want the character to look different, feel different, sound different. The backstory of the character is different. The origin of the story is expanded upon in ways that the first movie didn't hint at at all. It, it's pretty much a reboot, only with the same actor, which makes it, you know, a requel or a seaboot. You know, and so it's like those concepts are, are not necessarily new. Um, one of the earliest requels that I would say I was introduced to was Evil Dead 2. And so, you know, you think about it back in the day, Sam Raimi makes this horror film that he has this great idea for, um, you know, first time around, he does it. it it's, you know, it probably doesn't have the reaction that he wants it to have. He goes back in the lab, makes some tweaks to it, puts out a film that is very similar to the one that he did before with a few changes, a few tweaks, a few different things happen, a few different characters are there, but virtually it, it, it's kind of the same story and that's Evil Dead 2. And so for me, that was kind of the first time that I was really introduced to this idea. And, I, and there was something that I, that I really liked about it where it's just like, hey, in some ways, these these requels or, or seaboots, however we want to talk about them, they they give us a chance to do over some of the things that we might have not quite achieved, you know, in, in the way that we wanted to achieve them in, in the first outing. You know, so maybe maybe the actor was right, but the characterization wasn't quite right. And so it gives us room to kind of change that. Maybe the the villain wasn't the right villain, or or maybe the call to action wasn't quite right. Maybe the origin itself wasn't quite what it needed to be to make this story what it needs to be. And I think it's a really interesting way to uh, kind of expand on that material. The other thing that we can see this with is, you know, I, I, I'm thinking back to the the earlier in the 2000s, around 2006, I believe it was, movie comes out, Superman Returns. And basically what we see with this film is it's a continuation in a sense of, you know, the old Christopher Reeves Superman movies, but, you know, taking some of the films out of continuity that existed in that line. And so, you know, we are seeing a different actor play this character, but it's it's a part of the same series. And I know this isn't quite the same as some of the other prequels that are coming to mind, but for me, it, it's interesting in that what this allows us to do is it's almost like, all right, within that series, Superman Returns is a sequel to Superman and Superman 2 which in a lot of ways, Superman 2 was even a requel to Superman 1, where some of the same elements occur in the film, we're introduced to some of the same ideas, um, but you, you kind of have to like build over, you have to build over things that, that you experienced before. And so it's, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting conundrum that that you're able to do that with film in this way so it's just like hey like maybe we didn't quite achieve everything that we needed to in that first film let's let's introduce the second film that 
borrows a lot of those ideas. Maybe we re-show some of the things or show them in a slightly different way, um, but we expand upon them. All right, now years later, we're gonna introduce this film and it's going to kind of wipe out the next, you know, it's gonna wipe out Superman three, four, and five and be a direct sequel to two. And I, I thought that, that was like a really interesting thing at the time. And we see weird stuff like this happen throughout kind of moviedom, you know? So, you know, obviously I talked about Evil Dead, but Jurassic World is this, this strange kind of idea too, where Jurassic World in some ways is a sequel to Jurassic Park while also being a, a reboot of that universe, you know? So we are, we know technically that the events of the first Jurassic Park movie happened, but what other events within that world happened? And, you know, how are you able to play with continuity in a way where, hey, we can kind of pick and choose the things that we liked and didn't like and kind of go from there. And so, you know, all right, we'll give we'll give Professor Hammond this partner that we never experienced in the original Jurassic Park. And so in a sense, it allows you to retcon some of what was originally there. Um, it allows you to add additional elements. It allows you to change certain characterizations in a sense and really kind of rebuild the world for a brand new audience. And I think that's what's really, really kind of interesting about it. And and that, that kind of drives me to where I, I found myself wanting to come back to this topic, which is, you know, and, and I'm sorry for some slight spoilers, uh, but I have to talk about, you know, Final Fantasy Remake a little bit here. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, earlier this year, Final Fantasy Remake, a remake of basically 1997's, you know, biggest video game, uh, Final Fantasy VII was, was released. Final Fantasy VII is this beloved game, you know, people care about the characters, uh, it is often been tried to be duplicated. Um, they've been trying to remake this game for years and, and it wasn't quite clear if they were gonna be able to do it or if they were going to be able to do it well. For me, the remake is, you know, I, I can unequivocally say that it is one of my favorite video game experiences that I have ever had. Um, obviously they did not remake the entirety of Final Fantasy VII right off the bat. It's such a big game, but what they were able to do is to hyper-focus on a specific part of the game um, and, and kind of bring you that story and, and flesh it out into a full experience. And, you know, I'm gonna link in the show notes to a podcast that I did for a friend where we talked about that game ad nauseum. You know, we we really got into it. You can hear all of my thoughts there, but, um, and this is where the little bit of a spoiler comes in. You know, this remake is really a requel. And, and what I mean in this scenario is, this game, while it is very much a retelling of kind of the original story with elements changed, um, it also happens to interrogate or have a conversation with the original material. 
and you know again like i'm not going to fully get into that and spoil that for everybody you know again i i was on a podcast for a friend where we do this full long kind of spoiler cast about it but i think there's something really interesting in that approach in that idea that we can talk about what happened in the original game we can talk about how in a sense our our universe has shifted because of that and how are things different here how are things different in our kind of remade version of that universe why are they different are they influenced in some way by that original and you know i i constantly think about that and and the other piece of media that that really kind of connects to that for me is the the Kelvin universe Star Trek movies. So the J.J. Abrams directed Star Trek movies. And if it's been a while since you've seen them, basically they take place in a slightly different version of the Star Trek universe. But the original universe from the the old television show that that we know and, and love technically existed like spock from that world existed and exists in the kelvin universe or well it it, i guess existed would be the best way to put it because he'd be dead now but existed in this new set of films but he was his original character and just that ability to in a sense view the original as a kind of parallel universe uh, to a remake that we're seeing is is a really kind of cool concept. Um, It allows you to borrow things where you need to borrow them. It allows you to subvert expectation when you need to subvert expectation. It allows you to just do all of these things that, again, maybe maybe you need to do to make it appeal to a different audience, but still negotiate and still you know again bring the right parts of the original over with you you know i I think another place maybe where this isn't as well handled but i'm always interested to see what they do is you know the terminator films so obviously terminator deals a lot with time travel and the whole idea behind terminator is you're, you're trying to change the future And so, you know, when you start thinking about, you know, time and, you know, time, space, dimensions, all of those things, you you can start to think about how all of this stuff would intertwine, intermingle, crossover, all of these different versions of what could be will start to happen. And I feel like the Terminator films are such a great example of that because it doesn't you can you can in a sense restart it recalibrate it remake it from any point that you want um you know and obviously the the first set of terminator films were all about you know john connor and and how important it is to keeping him alive for the future of humanity and everything like that and you know you build the first you know several terminator films around that and then you can start to kind of do things so after the third movie it they started to play around with that idea what if other people were important you know what if what if a terminator went back in time before the first terminator went back in time to help sarah connor before kyle reese got to her and you can start to play around with all of these ideas while still kind of again interrogating that initial film 
um, while playing with it, while while subverting it, you know, what if, you know, technology greater than what was available in that original was there? What does that do for the story? How does it alter it? How does it change it? Um, and again, like not all those stories are, are perfect, but it allows you to do these different things. You know, I, I think one of the one of the other places that this doesn't necessarily work is in a prequel like um, like Prometheus uh, and the Alien movies, where in a sense the idea was, well, these films, this is we're going to show you where the alien and aliens came from and was it needed did that need to happen i i don't think it did do i still enjoy a lot of the risks taken with that film and with alien covenant i do um but in that same way these films were kind of allowed to be this re it, it really is like while they're while they're a prequel they also allowed for an expansion of kind of the lore and mythology that, that we never knew before. And what they were able to do is to take elements from the original films. They were able to take kind of scenarios from those original films, reintroduce us to them, show them to us in a different way, and then kind of ask us, well, in this configuration, how would things have played out? Would it be exactly the same or would it be completely different? And, you know, how does it change our understanding or the way that we look at the original films if we introduce these kind of new pieces of lore that never really existed before? And from a character standpoint, you know, and this this is not, not necessarily something that happens in Prometheus and, and the Alien films, but, you know, just from a narrative standpoint, thinking about, well, how do characters act differently if they are exposed to it in a sense the original version of of what things transpired how does the character react if they know what happened you know in the same way that as an audience how do we allow ourselves to have our expectations verted if we have a sense of well in the original version of this that i saw this is what happened and I see these elements that remind me of the original and might be directly taken from the original. And this character is mentioned in the original, but this happens instead. Um, I just think there's something so cool about being able to do that. And, and I know it might seem like a basic kind of storytelling idea, but I think that's that's actually what's what's really cool about it. And in a lot of ways, it is what is so basic, you know, because, you know, I, I joke a lot about the fact that, like, I'm not really that big of a nostalgia guy. Like, I don't mind things necessarily being remade as long as they're going to be remade well and they're telling an interesting story. But one of the things that I always think is pretty cool is when they're able to interrogate the original in some way you know i talked about this when you know i was talking about horror movies before and uh alien uh, or not alien and and halloween uh when when the new halloween movie came out a couple of years back and just the idea that in a sense halloween is 
a reboot, but it, it is absolutely a narrative sequel to that kind of original Halloween film. Um, and, and what does that look like? Like, what does it look like for a film, not just narratively to interrogate the original film that it is rebooting, but from a standpoint of the genre itself. So, you know, we look at Halloween we, or the original Halloween. We look at Jamie Lee Curtis. We look at this idea of the last girl. How does that change when we transport that idea into the present day? Like, I mean, how does that how does that change things? How does that change the way that we think about it? And, you know, when we when we look at the current wave of horror movies and in a sense the reclamation of female power within the context of these films it just allows us to kind of take an idea that was was an inkling in kind of those original horror films and to really look at it in a whole new way uh when we look at it through a modern lens and I think that's something that is really important with with some of these 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 requels that are being made. You know, how does how does it get recontextualized with kind of this critique of the original product? You know, how do we make our remake not necessarily better than the original? Because I think I think that's the the challenge. Whenever we look at reboots and remakes and sequels and all of that we always look at them from the perspective of well how is this going to be better than the original and and i think the important part is that it, it's not about making something that is necessarily better but something that builds upon the base that was created by the original and I think that's what I love so much about requels like, you know, Final Fantasy Remake or, or Final Fantasy VII Remake or Halloween or, you know, the Mad Max Fury Road is this perfect example of it because it's like we can take these ideas, we can take all of these ideas that we love and aspects of this universe and and plot points and, and character beats, we can take those, we can look at them as kind of known information and then we can kind of remix them. We can kind of take that idea and build up from there. And, you know, again, from my perspective, these, these projects don't necessarily need to be better than the original, but they just, they need to make me think in a different way than the original, or they need to make me look back at the original in a different way, you know? So, you know, again, like, one of the things that that I always loved about Star Trek, just to go back to that as an example, is this idea of kind of the exploration and, and the thought process around the universe and the introspection of our place. And, you know, what does it in a sense mean to be space colonizers um, and, and trying to keep peace, but, you know, also trying not to interfere with the way that the universe is shaped. and what happens when you are dealing with a foe that is directly uh, influencing how the universe is shaped because they were influenced within a previous timeline by characters that you know and love uh, and, and things have kind of spiraled from there. Um, I, I think that's, that's what can be so brilliant about these things. Like 
it, it gives you so much more to think about and to compare and to contrast. And, you know, it, it's it's ultimately more interesting than just doing a, a reboot and just changing the way that everything works. Um, you know, and, and not to say that those aren't also interesting. You know, I, I think um, one film that I, that I think is a really masterful reboot remake um, that does borrow a little bit uh, from its original source, but but really turns it on its head uh, is The Invisible Man. And I talked about that a little while ago, and, and I'm not going to, to, to go into too much about that again, because it's still a newer film. And, and I think some people may not have seen it, but if you go back and you look at the original Invisible Man, I think there's a lot of points of comparison that you probably just didn't realize uh, when you're thinking about the newer film. And, and I think that's something that we're going to see more and more of, especially like, you know, I, I'm not going to say that I want to see everything be a reboot or a remake. That's definitely not true. Like, I, I want to see more original IP being put out there, being created. I want to see new stories that I have no basis of interpretation for or have no, you know, I, I, stuff that I haven't necessarily seen or experienced before in any way. Like, I, I, I want that. But at the same time, if we are going to get, you know, remixes or, or requels or remakes or reboots, like I want people to really be thinking about how do we have a conversation with that original piece and how do we kind of, how do we, how do we make people think about that original work differently because of the new piece that we put out there? You know, at all times, entertainment you know whether it's a video game whether it's a movie whether it's it's music whether it is a television show whether it's animation whatever it may be i think it's important for that work to be in conversation with the works that have come before it and i really think the folks that do that well and do it masterfully are, are the ones whose work that i really want to pay attention to so you know I think that's the great thing about a lot of these horror films. And while all of the horror kind of remakes, reboots, requels have not necessarily been, you know, the most successful or the best films, I think they do a good job of really causing us to think about these things in a different way. Horror's always been really good about that. And, you know, I have an old episode on horror if you ever want to go back and listen to that. Um, but outside of that, I, I think you know, this is this is a great opportunity when we are kind of, you know, resurrecting old IP to have some fun and to really make audiences who might have a nostalgic attachment to some of these older works to to really put it in front of them in a way that forces them to confront ideas about that original that maybe they never have before, but definitely should. So I'm going to leave this one here for now. I'll be right back. So for you, what is a requel that comes to mind? What's a, what's a movie or a television show or a video game where you're like, that is definitely a requel. 
How do you feel about it? Did it make you think about that original project in some different way? Or did you just think it was cool, fun, and interesting? I, I really want to hear what you have to say. Hit me up at staywatchingpod on Twitter or email staywatchingpod at gmail.com. Um, I really want to hear from you. I, I love being able to talk about this stuff. So definitely drop me a line with your thoughts. Since we're in the heart of the summer, I think I might be doing a bi-weekly schedule right now. Uh, when that changes, I will definitely let you all know. Um, probably around the start of the fall, I will hopefully move back to a once a week schedule, um, but we'll see. Uh, there are a few films that have been releasing on Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that that I'm actually pretty interested in. So I might have some reviews that might come out uh, sometime over the next couple of weeks. One film that I watched recently was The Old Guard on Netflix, and I actually enjoyed it a lot. So don't be surprised if you hear from me talking about that film soon. So as always, stay watching, fam. Peace. Thank you.